Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Bijou Podcasts. This is episode 32 of the Stacey June Show. It is another single Pringle episode. And today I want to talk about a new place for you to look for love. Welcome to the Stacey June Show. I'm Stace and today is a single Pringle episode. Each week I will drop one of these which will be a conversation around relationships, sex, dating and how you can best care for yourself when you are solo and get comfy flourishing in your solo life. I am looking forward to answering a lot of your Q&As or your questions over the next few weeks and I've got a very exciting guest to talk about who's basically the ultimate single girl in this country and I will be dropping that interview as a single Pringle episode the next few weeks. I cannot wait for you to hear that. Um, I'm also going to speak to a few different celebrities and different personalities about breakups and tips that we can get from that. But today I want to strip it back and tell you a little story about a friend of mine which I think... I've, I've actually shared with a lot of my own friends in my personal life because I, I think this lesson for me when I was single was one of the most important lessons of my life. And I really do believe that when we are single, we learn incredible lessons like we do at any time of our lives and, and any time of like any different relationship statuses. But for some reason, when I was single, and I was going through such a self-development journey, they were so transformative for me. And and I think it's because you really have to sculpt and work through it completely solo. So you have this really clear essence, even though it can be tricky, but you have this clear essence of a, a beginning, middle, end of a problem that's completely solved, crafted and figured out that's true to you, completely true to your solution, your resolution, your uh, problem-solving capabilities or maybe your problem-solving struggles. But at the end of the day, you come full circle with that and it's just something you've worked out with your complete view of it. It's just the essence of you. It's not at all diluted by friends it's not oh it can be because obviously you've got other people in your life but particularly it's not influenced by a lover or a partner which I think a lot of us can get quite caught up in and for good reason you know when you become a team it's different you become you become a unit and so sometimes your opinions and your thoughts and your lessons and your learnings and findings and 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 kind of problem solving is is shifted it's it's transformative in a different way but when I was single, I loved the transformations I have. And so this particular one was really something that was an opportunity for my friend to learn about her situation the other day, but didn't. And I learned that in my own life. And I thought, God, if only everybody could have a, a notion of understanding what scope that they are missing the whole time you're being single and what you could do with that instead of 
missing it. So I have a friend that has been in a relationship for two years. And at the beginning of the relationship, it wasn't always easy. It was long distance um, because they lived in different states. So they met one night out. um, He was in town for the night. And sure enough, within about three weeks, they were pretty much on like Donkey Kong on a kind of long distance relationship. And it was, it was, you know, difficult from the beginning, even though they were both very committed to making it work. This particular guy had also just been in a long-term relationship and there were just a few things there that made me think, okay, um, you know, she's really into that and that's great. But for me, there were just a few red flags in terms of that availability option, which I think is a super, super important one to follow. But that's not what I want to talk about today. She then proceeded to build a life with him. He was still living interstate at the time, so they were going kind of from, you know, from their place, swapping different houses and having different experiences on holidays and et cetera, et cetera. And when he finally moved into town and and they moved in together, it was really quick for us to see that that commitment level or that discipline that I suppose you assume happens when you A, move into the same state and B, move in together and, and have been together for a couple of years was very vacant. It wasn't it wasn't there as quickly or at all as I think she and the rest of us would have liked for her plans. And look, let's just give a picture. I'm in my mid-30s. A lot of my friends are in 30s. Um, Not all of them want kids and marriage, but many of them do. And this particular friend has been very, very clear from the very beginning that that's exactly what she wants. And I think to the point where when she went into the long-term relationship, sorry, the long-distance relationship, she was very clear on that because it was long-distance and she didn't want to waste that time. So the conversation begins about children And it's a really loose one and it's hard and he's not really applying himself to that conversation, not really that interested in it. And sure enough, it goes on for about 12 months of on and off type of behavior. So they kind of break up, get back together, break up, get back together. And it got to a point where I had been a friend and an ear, but as many of you may know about me, I'm not a person to necessarily sit on the fence I have learnt from previous friendships that you need to choose your timing and you need to allow people to learn what they need to learn, especially in the kind of work that I do and the type of self-discovery and development I do doesn't mean everybody is at the same place I am or is as interested in that side of things as me. So I have to be very careful about that. But we got to a point where I had been very careful for a very long time. I had opened my house one sec. Sorry, I had to open the door because there was a um a man fixing my bathroom, um, my my shower door. Anyway, um, I had been very patient and just really watching the fact that their relationship was different. She was different. He was different to me. I really just tried to be there for her. But it got to a point where there were things being really taken advantage of. You know, he was taking the piss bad, acting a little bit single and just being over overly disrespectful. At the end of the day, you can want different things. You can have different timelines. But 
when you start just having a baseline of disrespect, I was kind of like, this isn't cool. And he's also acting out and maybe he doesn't want the things that you want. So they had, you know, their own kind of situation. She ends up coming to a barbecue uh, that a few of us were at. And it was interesting because when I say a few of us, there was a group of friends that who that were there ready and willing to totally and wholeheartedly embrace and support her. I think when you get to a point in your life and you understand that that issues or problems they become it seems like you get less little ones but you get bigger more meaningful ones and I think when you are at that same kind of age you maybe you're mid-30s to early 40s even, which my partner is a bit older than me, so we've got a different pe- a lot of people in our lives around that age, everybody is really on board with kind of rallying. And this particular day, it wasn't like we were putting up a sign saying, get well soon or we love you or it wasn't anything aggressive or too obvious, but we were all very subtly aware that she was going through a really rough time and that this was just tough that that you get to a point in your life where you want more from a partner and you can't get it. But the thing that was really missed on this particular afternoon was when she finally joined us, we all sat there and we had, we'd made this beautiful dinner. We'd brought all this kind of seafood and wine and just had really gone out of our way for us and for her. And she was on the phone on and off, fighting with him. And it was just getting to a point where it reached a limit where she was choosing someone that treated her badly versus six people that were ready to catch her and embrace her in wholehearted, enriching, nourishing love. And that was where the line was drawn. You do get to a point where you're allowed to feel, you're allowed to sit in the shit, you're allowed to fight, you're allowed to be frustrated, you're allowed to go backwards and forwards. But there comes a point where you might be looking straight into a situation where there is love coming at you in such a radiant, strong force and you don't choose to see it. You're choosing to see the non-love option. You're choosing to see the painful option. You're choosing to see the, I guess, the aspiration of something that doesn't always exist. And a lot of the time it doesn't. That aspiration a lot of the time is simply your fantasy of what you would like that situation to be with a partner. But in reality, it's absolutely nothing like the fantasy. It's actually quite awful a lot of the time. And yet, Because we want romantic love and we put romantic love on such a pedestal, we miss opportunities to give our hearts and souls love that is all around us because we are obsessing over romantic love a lot of the time that isn't serving us the way we need. So my my story today, and I learnt this as well, with with a decision around my life around my late 20s when I decided for pretty much the majority of my year that I would hang out at my best friend and her husband's house on many of the Saturday nights I could have been out being single and finding guys to sleep with or dance with or drink with, you know, whatever it was. It was a hard decision at times, but I found myself 
choosing to stay in with friends that were married that didn't really have a whole heap of single bachelors up their sleeve to introduce me to that had really no input or kind of access to a future partner for me. But I chose that because I believed that if I followed love and I gave myself love, that love would find me. And it did. Not only did it, but one of the greatest moments of my life was the day that that particular married couple, my bestie and her husband and I sat down for, for lunch and had, a, had lunch and a drink with our fourth. We, we called Ben, who is now my husband, the fourth for five years. We would joke about the fourth, who's going to be the fourth, is Andy Lee our future fourth joke, but we would have all these kinds of jokes about the potential and the opportunity that this person was and they were in this with me. But at the end of the day, they didn't create Ben for me. They didn't find him for me. They weren't on a mission going out with me every Saturday night looking and I had plenty of friends that offered that and that was fun and great. There's nothing wrong with that. But I got to a point in my life where... I was done with that. It wasn't nourishing me anymore. I don't know if it ever really was, but it wasn't even fun anymore to go out and do all of this stuff. And And I really followed a feeling that felt nourishing, that felt safe, that felt the kind of, the, the kind of substance and the foundation that I wanted in a relationship. And even though it wasn't romantic, it was certainly something that gave me the feeling of love, that offered me a loving relationship, which I believe radiated an essence of love in me that allowed me to attract Ben. You know, we look for all these rules, we look for all these tips and tricks. And if you're looking for that from Single Pringle or the things I do with with dating and relationships on my channels, you're not going to get that here. Because really my belief system is that when you feel love, you follow love and you be love, you sit in it. The things that feel good, that's the definition of that, follow and do things that feel good for you, it will come to you. You don't need to go sourcing it. So the sad thing about my friend was that she couldn't see that. She ended up leaving the barbecue and is still kind of going round and round with this particular person. And and it's hard to watch and it's something that I believe cannot be fixed by not finding love in that situation even if it is romantic. And who knows that if she was to be able to give herself some love or at least focus on some of the love that's around her that's not coming from this particular source, that maybe that would even heal the situation she's in. So have a think about where you're getting love from today. Have a think about the areas that you might be ignoring because you feel sorry for yourself that you're not in a relationship. And go and sit in those, especially at this winter, especially at this time where it's cold and gloomy and it's, it can feel really lonely. But immerse yourself in, in everything you can do to, to feel love in a way that is solid and nourishing and fulfilling that just might not involve sex or romanticizing things. It might not be romantic, but don't look at it like that. Just feel love all the same. And, and if you do that, you'll start to radiate a glow in you that 100% will put a light on that will help that, that person find their way to you. 
I hope that this is something that can kind of shift in your perspective and really I really activate in your life from now. It might not be straight away, but start to have a think about maybe areas or invitations that feel a little bit more homey and feel a little bit more nourishing to you that you're not seeing or rejecting because you think you need to be out looking or you think you need to be doing more or you you want to just sit at home and watch Netflix on your own because you want to feel sorry for yourself. Have a think about the things that are there that you're not taking up and go take them up. Do that this weekend. Do that this winter and look at the benefits you'll get in spring. I promise you it will change things. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed today's Single Pringle episode. I will be here with a very special guest on Thursday talking all things sex, all things female pleasure and all things healing trauma and ways for you to get in touch with your pleasure zone. And I can't wait. If you like this episode, the best thing you can do for me is to share it on socials or leave a review. It is really appreciated. Many of you have already done that, but I would appreciate if anyone hasn't and you feel aligned and you're feeling like this is something that you've got something from, then please, please, please go and give me some love because that's exactly the place that I want you to sit. Maybe your love place is listening to this podcast. That would be such an honor. All right, guys, I'm going to go save my voice and I will see you very soon. This has been another Bijou Podcast production. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.